0: Hello. Yeah, I can hear myself. Good. Okay, and welcome tonight to Women Talking Football. I'm your host Carrie Taylor, and uh, we have a special guest on the line, Mr. Landon Donovan. Thanks for calling in tonight. How you doing?
1: My pleasure. Hi, Carrie. My pleasure.
0: How's it going in San Diego? Is there anything <laughs> particular going on down south? <laughs>
1: Well, as my life always tends to happen, uh, all the big things in my life happen at once. So I probably went six or eight months with not a whole lot of excitement. And then uh, all of the Soccer City stuff, I'm trying to get an MLS team down here in San Diego came about. And uh, to add more excitement, my wife is due to give birth any minute now. So there's, uh, there's plenty going on in the Donovan household.
0: Wow, that sounds like quite a bit on your plate, and um yeah, so San Diego's been in the news a lot lately there's there's lots of stuff with the the soccer city, and I heard there's some opposition that is um, maybe not being so nice are they are they keeping it classy down there or is it kind of uh, <laughs> getting heated what's what's that story
1: uh, I think there's a level of um, hesitance on all sides to to go too nasty but you know it, it's gotten heated and anytime people are passionate about certain things um, it can show up in in different ways and so for us the idea of bringing a major league soccer team to San Diego seems like a slam dunk and something that would be great for the city and the people and the community and economically and all those things. But as with anything in life, um, there are always going to be people who oppose things for different reasons. So we're, we're trying to be the positive light, um, you know, for, for the people who are, don't want it to happen. It's, you know it's it's probably not as enjoyable for them cuz they have to try to be the negative but we're we're trying to stay positive and and be proactive with people and 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 letting them know that this can be a not only life-changing for individuals but this could be a life-changing moment for San Diego sports and San Diego in general and and that's what we're trying to do
0: right so for, for people that aren't as familiar with, with the Soccer City project, it's not just an a MLS franchise. What, what else does the project hold um, for the city of San Diego?
1: So Major League Soccer has made it very clear that going forward and over the last few expansion rounds, what they want is not just a soccer team and a soccer stadium. What they want is the ability to have entertainment districts tied into the facilities. And and we've seen time and time again all throughout the country that, that when you have restaurants and bars and housing and condos and parks and entertainment and nightlife all mixed in with a sports facility, then the chance of success goes through the roof and so that's what major league soccer wants and you know it's it's not a cheap it's not a cheap process to go through and it's not a cheap undertaking to spend 150 million dollars to buy a team spend 2 or 300 million dollars to build a stadium and so to make that work economically and financially it's also um beneficial to have the ability to develop on other pieces of of land uh, that are attached to the stadium. It's, it's for people who are familiar with LA Live where the Lakers play. Right. That's a little bit of what, what AEG did. They built the Staples Center, but then they've built tons of hotels and restaurants and shopping and all that around it to make it viable. And so that's what we're trying to do at the Qualcomm site where the Chargers used to play. And and that's, that's basically the scope of the project.
0: Right. And you can find, um, for those of you that aren't Um, privy to it or haven't seen it, I think you can go to goalsd.com and it's um, laid out for everyone with with all the drawings and and renditions and what it can mean economically and for for jobs uh, impact down the road. So what are, I know you've gone to two city council meetings. Um, What's, what are the next steps? What's the next big hurdle to get over and how can people help out?
1: Well, I don't want to bore people with details, but basically, what has happened is we need uh, the City Council in San Diego to allow us to have an election this year. Um, typically, elections are held, not typical, well, yeah, typically elections are held every two years. So, last year's election, everybody knows the presidential race. And then every every other year um, or every two years in between the presidential races are the midterm elections. So our problem is, is that we need an answer now whether or not the city wants this. So um, we need an election held this year. And in order for that to happen, city council has to vote to hold an election for us. And so the last two weeks. Um, Again, without getting too much into the details, the city has decided, the city council have decided that on other projects, they did not want to hold a special election this year. And on this coming Monday, they will decide whether or not they want to have our project on a special election ballot this year. So a lot of this now is boiling down to Monday and whether or not the city council will approve the opportunity for the citizens of San Diego to
0: vote on this. Right. And there's been some debate about something called Measure L. And since I didn't live in San Diego, I, I went online and kind of looked up Measure L and what that entails. And it, and it has to do with the city council's ability to say, hey, we want a special election. And there's been some discrepancies. I know one of the city council members said Measure L doesn't apply and I think there's some other city council members saying Measure L does apply. So, like, how how can that interpretation be so different from nine people that sit on the same council? Like, what's your understanding of the Measure, well, measure L?
1: I'll preface this by saying um, I didn't go to college. I certainly didn't take political science in college, but I'm getting a fast-track education on all this. And basically what happens in these scenarios is the city council members when they have a a decision to make of this scope which this is a big big decision for city council to make this will impact san diego one way or the other for for generations to come so this is a big a big deal and i don't want to undermine that but but generally speaking City council members, and I think we could probably say this about politicians, usually want to take the path to least resistance, and Mm -hmm. they want to do what's easiest for them so that they don't have to stick their neck out. Um, You know, I sort of wish it weren't that way. I wish people would make decisions that they felt strongly about, and and I'm speaking in generalities and not everybody this way, but um, what, what we've seen is that the city council members who oppose our project... Are, are referencing this Measure L, which was passed last year in the election that says all citizens' initiatives, which is what, what we did, where citizens come forward and sign enough petitions to say we want to vote on something, all of those should go to the next regularly scheduled election, which would be November of 2018. Right. In there, however, it says if city council decides that it's important enough to hold a special election, they can call a special election at any time. And so an example of when a special election would be called is if there was some scandal or controversy with the mayor or a city council member and they got thrown out of office, you would obviously have to have a special election so that you could get the mayor, the new mayor, put into office right away. Right. And so, you know, we're saying this is a big enough project. 80 plus percent of the people in San Diego know about this, and clearly, everyone has an opinion on it. We need to let the people decide because this is a big deal. Right. And, and so we're trying to uh, <laughs> we're trying to be rational uh, with people that are sometimes irrational, and we're trying to let them know that, you know, while they're kind of hiding behind this Measure L. It, it states very clearly that if there's circumstances that warrant it, they are absolutely allowed to call a special election this year if they want.
0: Right. And, and I think the, the one thing in kind of learning about this project is the fact that people are saying, well, MLS can wait. And my notion is if this were the NFL and it were a new team or a team wanting to move, no one would say, let's make the NFL wait. You know, so that that's the that's the one argument that I just can't I, I can't even see the logic in that because <laughs> because you know right. people offered well, people offered the Chargers a dollar to rent Qualcomm for you know as a lease, but they're saying oh no no like we want to turn down this opportunity with MLS and they can wait right. they'll, they'll wait on us and and I I just don't see the logic. Well, in there's that. an
1: underlying yeah, there's there's an underlying. Um, thing going on here, and it's and it's become very apparent to me. It's it's become um two sides. One side is the sort of old guard NFL macho, um, you know, we we love football, we hate soccer. That that thing that those of us who have played soccer our whole lives has kind of dealt with on some level many right. times versus this young, vibrant culture in san diego that has now grown up with soccer they've grown up with all the latin americans here in san diego they've made san diego the top one or two viewing market in all of the u.s for every soccer event world cups mls copa america gold cup etc who really desperately want this and love this sport and so there's this underlying tone of the old guard who hate soccer and don't ever want to see soccer here and are still pissed off the NFL left, the Chargers left, versus right. what the city will be like for the next 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 100 years with the young people here. So there's there's absolutely a standoff there. And um, it's been interesting to to see it unfold and see how people take sides and why they take sides.
0: Right. So enough about the politics, let's talk about some of the positives that have come out of this. So how have you seen the people of San Diego that are for it, or how have you seen people come together? Because I think there's a lot of that going on. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: It's been an interesting process because when we started this, the sort of diehard soccer fans who love soccer were on board immediately, and that was an easy sell. And now, as we've gotten out into the community, you kind of get the peripheral soccer fans who maybe are like they play adult leagues, or they they have kids who play, or they but they're not the diehard, but they look at the project, the entire project, and they say, "Wow, this would be incredible for San Diego." I mean, they 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 really feel that way, and so we've started to build in five short months this this fan base that is very passionate about this and it's you know by way of comparison LAFC the new MLS team that'll start next year has been around now for three years promoting and pushing their team and they actually knew they had a team and they've got about 80,000 followers on Facebook we've been doing this for five months without a team without even knowing we'll have a team and potentially knowing we won't have a team And we've got 40,000 followers on Facebook that are as engaged a group as you will ever see. And so as this has gone on and the reality that city council will be the one, nine people will be the ones who get to decide this, our people have gotten more passionate about it because they want their opportunity to at least be able to vote on it you know obviously they all want it but in the end if the city says the people say we don't want this then what are you going to do right but but they at least want their opportunity to vote on it and it's been it's been the, the best part of this whole project is being able to meet these people talk to these people and see their passion for this game
0: yeah and and i think that's the the one thing that that i really respect um about you and also shannon mac macmillan who's involved in the project is both of you have been super accessible to the supporters and have been out in the community and and you know giving up your time and you're you're neither of you are are making any money on this at all and, and it's you know it's time intensive and, and it's just it's remarkable to see um you know the engagement from the normal person on the street of you know when when they see you or when they see Shannon and and that excitement and that connection that that comes from from people and how soccer can connect people can you talk about how 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 you've seen soccer just connect people in general be it you know through your experiences in your playing career or through your travels or you know how can soccer connect people
1: well I appreciate you saying that and you know candidly when I was playing I didn't like being out in the community um, all that much because it was exhausting. It was tiring to go out and, and sign autographs or meet people or talk to people. But now that I'm outside of the game and I'm a fan just like everybody else, I love it. And I love meeting people and I love hearing their stories and talking to them and engaging with them. And also, you know, Shannon and myself, neither of us need this. Right. We don't we don't need this project. Right. But we really we really want to do something special and we really want to be a part of something special. And we don't we didn't get to the top of our profession by being lazy or not caring or not putting in extra effort. So we're gonna go to the very end. And just like we did in our games that we played, you know, if you're down one zero in the ninetieth minute, you're still fighting till the end. If you're down two zero in the ninetieth minute, you're still fighting to the end and and that's what makes i think people successful when when they when they are successful in what they do and and that's the way we've approached this and so for me i don't want to look back and say gosh if i had just gone to one more appearance or if i just showed up to one more meeting or if i had just signed one more autograph i don't want to look back at that i want to look back on this and say I'm giving everything I can. I hope it happens. If, if not, I know that I left it all out on the field and, and I know Shannon feels the same way.
0: Right. There, there've been a lot of references to the Algeria game and this project <laughs> with you. <laughs> a lot of the fans are like Algeria, Algeria. <laughs> so,
1: well, that would be a perfectly fine ending by me, but I don't need the credit for it. I'll let someone else score the goal. Yeah.
0: We're, everybody's just, just hoping for somebody to, to put one in the back of the net. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, I'm going to be super positive here and I'm going to say we're going to get this MLS team in San Diego and that you and Shannon are going to be able to build a youth academy. Do you want to touch on maybe some of your visions for that just briefly?
1: Sure. Well, one one big issue in San Diego, and I think this is true in I know Los Angeles, I think other probably border towns uh, or close to border towns with Mexico throughout the country. Is that you have all these incredible youth um, teams, youth soccer clubs like Surf, like Albion, like Patiadores, like Slammers, all these teams throughout Southern California that have been around forever. Um, but the problem is is that those teams often miss out on immensely talented players. One, because the kids can't afford it. Or two, because there's no way of identifying these kids. Right. And the beauty we have is that we can go down to Chula Vista or San Ysidro or somewhere near the border and watch you know, a, a 10-year-old Sunday League Mexican girls team. And see a talented young Mexican-American girl who would never otherwise have a chance to play for any of these clubs because they're not getting looked at and or they may not be able to afford it, and we can say, hey, you're really good. Shannon wants you to come be a part of our academy. And the beauty with what we get to do is it'll all be funded so the kids don't have to pay anything. They don't have to worry about that. We will handle making sure they get to practice, making sure that they're being good students, making sure that they're taking care of themselves, learning how to eat well, educating themselves, all these things Mm -hmm. and. That's the awesome opportunity that we have, and something that I would absolutely love to have started yesterday. Right. If we could have, and so the, the minute we we know that we are getting a team, then that is priority number one, one A and one B for both Shannon and myself.
0: Right? Yeah that that that's the that's the exciting part is is that you know it's not just a pro soccer team. And I, and I think maybe that's what some of the naysayers are are thinking about is oh it's just going to you know it's the, they just want to make money or they just want to have that sport. But th- I think they're not realizing so I don't I, I don't think they're realizing the depth of what an MLS franchise does for the youth and and can do for yeah. the community to get out and and have free clinics and different things like that and and really reach out and and like you said identify and, and connect with the kids that just can't afford the normal club soccer.
1: No question. And, and if you think about the scope of the project, so what we're proposing to do is to build a stadium that will house a major league soccer team. It will also, it will also house San Diego state's football team. It will provide 50 plus acres of parkland for people to come and play recreation fields for people to play. It'll have restaurants, bars. So if you look at it just that way from an entertainment standpoint, you get all that. Then you factor in all the jobs it's going to create all the economic benefits it's going to create for the city. You factor in the academy, the ability for us to have resources to do things philanthropically throughout San Diego, the civic pride that it will bring to all the citizens of San Diego to have a team that they're proud of that, wants to be here that is special for the community there are so many ancillary benefits to this project that it, it makes you scratch your head when people say well we don't we don't, we don't want this, this happen yeah. <laughs> yeah it's and 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 to be honest the only people who don't want this are people who have a personal interest in us not having it. So right. People who might
0: want the want land the themselves. for themselves.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, people who think San Diego State should should get the land or people who think other developers should get the land. Those are the people who are against it. But everybody else sees it for what it is, which is an incredible opportunity on multiple levels in every way to benefit San Diego.
0: Right. Right. Is there is there one thing that that you can say you've learned in this process that maybe going in you you didn't think about or is there anything that was like different or puzzling or just something that you're you're taking away from this whole experience?
1: Yeah, probably and, and, and it, unfortunately it's it's in a little bit of a negative way. The the, the part that's been most eye-opening for me and the biggest learning experience has been how much power a few people can have over what happens in a city and I guess that was naive of me to understand how politics kind of work and the reality is is that we have nine city council members that are making a decision on whether this project has a chance to go forward or dies and we need five out of the nine we need a majority to vote for us to make this happen and what you learn over the course of a few months is that they don't make this decision, and this is on both sides, people for us and against us on the city council, they don't necessarily make decisions based on whether or not they think this is good for San Diego, which I think is what their job description is, or at least should be. They make decisions based on who's donating money to their cause, who's helping them get reelected, who's helped them in the past. Uh, who are they tied to in different ways, and and that for me has been pretty disappointing. And again, I'm probably been naive to think that it wasn't that way, um, but it's it's a, that's a difficult part of the process because I'm used to and you know this having played and coached your whole life. When you put in all the hard work and you dedicate yourself and you're working extra hours and staying on the field longer, doing extra shooting practice you then get rewarded for it. And we could do all of those things and it still can be out of our control based on, you know, other factors that go into it. And that's the part that I think is has been pretty frustrating. All
0: right. So, this is a this kind of goes along with with the last question. Would you ever consider running for a public office after this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to throw that one um, at you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I see it. I see it two ways. One is it's been so disturbing to see this that it makes you say, I don't ever want to be in City Hall again. I don't want to ever <laughs> talk to a politician again. I don't want to deal with that ever. And the other side of you, the side of you that, that wants to do good in the world says, you know what, maybe I can make a difference. And so maybe there's a way, And even if you're only one out of nine city council members, maybe there's a way to make a positive difference and do something, um, you know, without needing, um, special interests to help you or without needing donors to help you and just do it in a way where it's, it's purely genuine. Um, so I, I think it's, it's a thankless job first of all. So I don't, I don't blame any of the people. I understand that they have to make decisions based on, you know, factors other than the facts or what they truly believe. Um, but you you do hope at some point that that there are enough people that say you know what let's just do what's right for San Diego and if you don't think this is right for San Diego that's fine too um, but but you would you would hope that that would happen so long winded way of saying
0: maybe uh, <laughs> ninety
1: nine percent no but there may be a day where I say you know what I'm sick of this garbage and and if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem.
0: Right. Well, well I'm going to again go positive and say that city council is going to vote on this and we're going to get on the ballot and people are going to want this. So you'll be busy running your academy instead of running for public office. That, 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 I sure hope so. That's going to be my take on that. So um, I don't want to keep you too much longer because uh, I know you got lots of stuff on your schedule for tomorrow and whatnot. But what, how can people get involved between now and Monday or continue to do between now and Monday and what's needed on Monday?
1: The best way for people to help now in the short term, since we're a few short days away from a, a very big decision, is if they live in San Diego or if they know people who live in San Diego and they think this is a good project and they want to be a part of it, they can call or email or tweet a city council member their city council member or or any city council member and let them know that this is really important to them and that they want to have an opportunity to see soccer city come to fruition um the other way is if people are in town and they really are passionate about this um and they really want to help out is they can show up on monday with us we'll have at least 400 people there if not more that will be desperately trying to persuade city council to to listen to them and um, if they want to be a part of it they can and all that information is at soccer city SD facebook page sd like san diego so if you have any questions or want to figure out more info we're very responsive on there so if you have questions you can ask and we usually answer pretty quickly and that's where all the info is and and we can use all the support that people want to give
0: yeah, and I saw today you actually called somebody's boss to get him out of work. So good, good job on that one. That that was that, Listen, that was epic. Like I
1: said, like I said, um, I'm not leaving any stone unturned, and I don't want to look back and say I didn't try my hardest. So yeah. we do whatever we got to do.
0: Yeah. So if you need your boss called by Landon Donovan to send a message to <laughs> Soccer City SD Facebook, um, that yeah, that was that was pretty epic. I'm sure Brandon's boss was was surprised to get a phone call from you today. <laughs> that was, that was good. So. That was good. That was good. So any, any final words, any shout outs, anything that, that you haven't said that you might want to say just to kind of wrap up?
1: Um, thanks for the support. I appreciate it. I'm sorry if I bore people with some of the political stuff, but it's uh, in an attempt to inform people because What I noticed in the beginning of this project was that people say, yeah, this is exciting, this is great, but they didn't understand how important they would be in this process, and in the end, if we didn't have the people supporting us, this project would have died a long time ago. The fact that we have people calling city council members, meeting them, talking to them, is making city council say, gosh, I really need to listen to to my constituents, the people who are voting for me, so it's been... Uh, a vital part of this and I meet people every day who say hey I can't wait for the team to come and and I say well it's not necessarily coming and we have a lot of work to do so I want people to be informed and understand exactly what it is that's going on so that they can help out in a real way if they want to
0: right and if you want specific details about the project itself you can go to goalsd.com and you can also check out Soccer City San Diego on Facebook as well all right. Well thank you, Landon. I really appreciate your time and I know I know in my heart that all the people are gonna show up on Monday and everybody's gonna give it their their best game and I'm gonna channel Algeria. So that's gonna it's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> Sounds great to me. Thank you for the support and, and for taking the time. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no no worries. Thanks again, Landon. Have a good night. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Women Talking Football presented by Soccer Nation. Um, We will be on next Tuesday, and we will talk to you then. Thank you so much. Have a good night.
1: Still there.